Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and doing our best to see our personal glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. Sometimes we interview others more knowledgeable than us on different topics to teach us about things we do not know. And sometimes you're just stuck with Dr. Jess and I sharing our knowledge and information. So make sure you hit subscribe below to stay up to date on all the two gals happenings. We have some exciting things in the works and coming out in 2023. So Dr. Jess, before we get started, what's in your glass today? I have some uh, coffee with half and half. It's uh, I'm on my second cup of the day. I have had no water yet. Uh, so I am going to be switching to water next. So that way I can uh, really make sure I stay hydrated in maybe a better way. But I feel like it's better to be honest with like where I currently am with hydration. And sometimes it's a-okay. Yeah. Uh, so Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I've been boring for a while now. I still just have water and I opposite actually doing a little better than normal today. So normally yesterday, I don't even think I got through one of them. So oh, goodness. today yeah. I'm like through one and almost a little bit into a second. So hey, good job. I like it. Uh, so today we are talking with a special guest. His name is John Hill. And uh, we're, you know, we're in the month of January goal setting. And this is like wrapping up our month of goal setting. So I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, but first, before you introduce yourself, John, what's in your glass? I have uh, an Ethiopian coffee. There you go. And uh, we'll be switching to water, have made it a uh, goal, okay, uh -huh. to drink more water this year. I realize I, I really don't drink enough water. And so I've been pretty purposeful about it in the past week. And uh, yeah, I guess it feels good. I like it. Yeah. I try and be purposeful about it. And some days I'm like really good. And then other days it's like, oh my gosh, I think I've had like literally maybe one bottle. That's it. Um, so that's okay. We just keep at it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just try again the next day. <clears throat> yeah. So for this episode and goal setting, we are really wanting to talk a little bit more about spiritual health and what we call more of that, like recreational goal setting. And so what that means for you is, is anything like recreational goal setting. It could be like, like volunteering versus like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro. It could be anything and everything that's like what you perceive as fun or exciting or purposeful, meaningful, um, outside of work, finance, health, you know, all the real boring stuff. Um, this is the fun episode where we get to kind of get past all the practicality of like just the day-to-day -day stuff and like really start letting the mind expand into like, what do I want for me? Like for me as a human being, as a person and, and what does that look like? So this person that we brought on is like, very eclectic. I love his background. I know he's like so embarrassed right now, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I love him so much because he was our officiant at our wedding. Um, that's how much respect I have for him. Um, so I think that should mean a lot because I'm kind of picky with people. Um, so John, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I, I don't know what to really say in, in telling about myself. So, um, from that spiritual aspect, I, I kind of grew up in a very, very Catholic home. I didn't have any idea how Catholic we were. Um, 
at some point as a young adult, uh, I went uh, the more evangelical route, ended up being a uh, itinerant evangelist uh, in Southern Baptist uh, religion or denomination. And so we preached revivals and did a lot of church camps, a lot of youth events. I used magic as uh, kind of a tool and a method of getting into those places and then have since um, left that. And um, <laughs> I don't know how, where I would say I stand now in, in that religious kind of perspective which is okay right? right like that's okay to like not have this like very specific like this is exactly who i am right now and i can put a definition to it i think that's the i think that's an okay conversation to have yeah um perfect so um what was your background like as far as like a profession uh i was an air traffic controller isn't that yeah. cool have you ever met an air traffic controller <laughs> That is cool. <laughs> it, was a great it was a great career. Right. But then like you mix that with, you know, with this like more like spiritual teacher plus air traffic controller. I love the combo. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the guys that I work with, he, he used to say it, it, that I sounded like a joke, you know, a <laughs> uh, preacher and air traffic controller and a magician walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but, but again, I think that's, that's okay. So like your spiritual growth is, I mean, obviously still continuing. I mean, it, you never really stop growing. You never stop trying to figure out this world, the universe, you know, where we stand, what's our place, you know, where do I feel comfortable with whatever that might mean for me. Right. Um, and I think that's like, I think it's really cool when, when I meet people that have continued this journey and this growth and like, I really say, I don't know. Right. Cause like, it's okay to not have every single answer. Um, and that not knowing is what leads to growth and learning. Yeah, I really think so. Um, a few years ago uh, on my, my Facebook cover picture or whatever was uh, a statement that I came to kind of a, a realization that was me. And it said the further I got from religion, the closer I got to God. And, uh, and that, that was a real big part or has been a part of that spiritual change. I'm not even sure growth is the right word, but mm -hmm. uh, progression to, to where I am is that um, I've kind of found religions to be opposite of what they're supposed to be. You know, mm -hmm. They're supposed to connect us to God, and a lot of times they seem to connect us to a power structure or something that is more controlling and defining than what um, our God is or what my idea of God is. Right, right, right. Um, and I think I think there's a lot of people that struggle with faith and religion because of the, the context of the walls that they're inside of. And, and there's some people that, that do very, very well inside of there and feel connected and good and healthy. And there's other people that don't. And so for the people that don't, it's okay to like not give up on that more of that really organized way of doing things as being like the only way. And I think that's kind of a big part of, of this episode is to say like, it can be either. Like it doesn't just have to be one way or another. And so when you're talking about goal setting and what you want for 
your life or, you know, for your day, for your month, for your year, for your next 20 years, for whoever, you know, whatever it might be. Um, it's okay to step back and say like, where, like, what do I get out of this? And, and what kind of journey would I like to go on and, and go from there? Um, it's like, that's okay to not have this conformal path. Um, and not everybody takes the conformal path. Um, you haven't, I haven't, um, like, you know, Bobby, you can speak to your path a little bit. It's been a very, from where you started to where you are now is very different. Like you, John, I was raised Catholic, um, went to Catholic school, kindergarten through 12th grade. And I still have those very strong beliefs in there, but I, then, you know, college years, you start to kind of drift away a little bit in like those first working years. <laughs> and, I mean, I wouldn't, I would say it wasn't until like my early thirties. Like I had a friend that just was like, you should come, you should come. And then, you know, um, and I went to more of a, I don't know how they're more non-denominational, like a big church um, versus the Catholic. And it was just different. And I just connected with it. And that's where I am now. And I really enjoy being there. And I feel um, I don't know, it's just where I connect. And, you know, sometimes my parents, you know, they raised me Catholic and they're like, but what about Catholicism? And I'm like, I still have those beliefs. It doesn't, I'm just going to a different, you know, box in a way, you know, but that's still my foundation. That's still my beliefs. Um, you know, it doesn't mean, it doesn't take away from what they taught me. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, so John, how, like, when you're going through these steps of like, trying to figure out, well, I don't necessarily love where I am here. Um, kind of like, what were some strategies that you used to kind of try and say like, maybe what, what, how, maybe I think something else, or maybe I don't love something about this. Like what kind of strategies did you use to challenge your mindset? I I think the biggest thing that we have to do, we have to give ourselves permission to be wrong. I think so often what keeps us where we are is an inability to admit that maybe we didn't get it right and that there is another way of thinking um, or another perspective to add to uh, our belief system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Too often, I think that people get locked into, uh, especially spiritually, to their religion, to what they've been told, to what they've been taught, Mm -hmm. and, and find people that believe pretty much the same thing in their 40s and 50s and 60s than as they did in their teens and 20s and 30s and and I think that that's kind of sad that there's no progression in in their thought or there's no different perspective it's all based on the same teaching they had decades ago Mm -hmm. so I think you have to give yourself that kind of permission to be wrong and, and to challenge what you believe and to grow then uh, from what you believed. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't really start growing until I went through a phase where I was like, how do I even know there is a God? You know, like, how do I even know there is a higher being? And whether, you know, whatever religion, whatever faith you believe in, just that spiritual believing in something higher than your ourselves. Um, and I think that's where I really started to learn. It was by reading and like, reading like books like the case for christ for example for christianity and like reading yep like reading different things where like because i'm a very realistic like i need like proof you know and there is no proof you know we don't really have any proof that this exists it's more of a faith you just got to believe 
So like I, for me, reading those books has, was really helpful. And those are kind of like the goals I set for this year. It wasn't like I have to go to church every Sunday. My goals were to like find, you know, a certain amount of books and just kind of read or like to volunteer more where kind of where I was headed with, for me growing spiritually, because I feel like that has helped me the most in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's super helpful to like the comment of like, it's okay to be wrong. Yes. Um, like when I was in undergrad, we had to take a one course in religion. Um, it could be anything. It could be, you know, intro to Buddhism, you know, whatever, whatever it could, you know, anything in the religious studies department, just one class. And so I took intro to biblical literature. So I was looking at the Bible from an academic perspective rather than from a faith-based perspective. Mm-hmm. And so it was really interesting. <laughs> I then became a religious awesome. studies minor after that class um, because I loved learning from this other perspective of like the historical context, the cultural context. I ended up traveling abroad to Greece and Turkey, like traveling, you know, through, you know, the letters of Paul and like really understanding the historical context behind all of this, which hugely impacted my faith and gave me a much, much different perspective on that time period, you know, the writings and so much about it. It didn't, it didn't, um, hurt my faith by any means. It actually really helped. Uh, but it was interesting because of, you know, the very first day of that class, the professor like blatantly said, this is not a faith-based class. If you cannot handle that and you cannot write a paper that is academic in nature, if you write a paper that is only faith-based, like you will not pass this class. Like I, you know, you just need to know what you have signed up for. This is not a Bible study. And, and there's people that just stood up and left. Like they were like, no, like I'm, I refuse to, to look at the Bible from a different perspective, which was okay. That's where they were at their stage of change. Um, But I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. Like challenge accepted. Um, And it's just like, it's, I think experiences like that kind of help you, whether Bobby, it's you starting to read that book, me taking this class and then, you know, reading a lot of, a lot of books, uh, I think is when that start of just challenge of like, what if I don't have every single answer with like, boom, boom, boom. Like, what if I, what if I actually learn how to engage in dialogue and consider that somebody else is right, or they have a perspective that's worth, you know, valuing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, so goal setting, like one of my goals is to one, you know, I'm really bad at finishing books. <laughs> it's a, it's a thing. I'm, I just, I fall asleep. I, you know, like I get a couple pages in then I have to reread the page, but I am going to finish. I, and I know this, some people read like 150 books a year. One, I want to finish one faith-based book this year, like start to finish cover to cover. I have other books I read as well, but like one, I really want to like, I, I really want to go through maybe John, maybe you have one that you would recommend. I would um, ask if you had one in mind. I don't have one in mind. I've read a lot of Spong. I love, I've read a lot of Borg. Um, there's a number of authors that I really like that are more Christian based. Um, and I'm totally open to essentially like any Anything that would challenge mindset, like I'm really obviously like into mindfulness. We talk about that all the time, meditation, um, you know, pluralism, all of that kind of um, fun stuff. So um, anything that's good, like good thought provoking would be fantastic. Uh, you know I like, um, so Father Richard Rohr, I think is a Franciscan 
monk uh, has been very mindful, has a mindfulness kind of a Christian mindfulness institute in um, Arizona, I think. Okay. And um, the book, The Universal Christ, is one that I use those thoughts from frequently. Uh, cool. Finding God in all things, in all people, in all things. Cool. Um, and that you know, Christ isn't just for Christians, isn't just for those that follow the Christ, but that that spirit of God lives in all of us. And um, it really has helped me, uh, especially with the mindfulness kind of thing. I mean, I mm -hmm. like getting outside and finding my creator in, uh, you know, the bees and butterflies and in the grass and trees. 100%. And, and, and I think that um, that's a good book, uh, The Universal Christ. Sweet. Um, and we'll yeah. post that in the episode description in case anybody's interested. Um, yeah, I'll post a couple of the books I've read as well that I've I've found helpful. Um, I've 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 got a number that I've that I really have enjoyed. Yeah. Um, very good. So, um, so like moving on, you know spirituality is, is something obviously that is, is really important, but like, I don't want to like, just leave it there. I think, I think it's important to consider mindfulness where you are spiritually, how to grow reading books, conversations, just kind of challenging thought, I think are all great ways to encourage that journey to have it continue to open up as the year progresses. Uh, but the other thing we really wanted to cover in this episode was also what we consider more like recreation. And so, and, and, and that's not to be discounted. I think that's something that we really easily discount when we goal set. Uh, I've, I will say like, this is actually something that like I do every Thanksgiving weekend. We, we visit with my in-laws every Thanksgiving weekend and I make our plan for the year of like the fun we're going to have because I'm also very practical and there's a budget associated with it. So that's just me. I'm, you know, it just, it is what it is. <laughs> However, there's practicality of time off, travel, you know, all of that. Um, you don't just like have a week off and go do something really, really fun and just like magically happen. There's <laughs> like planning and saving and all of that that has to be associated, which we've covered in a previous episode with finances. Um, so, um, I also like to think of the recreational just as like the things that you always say you want to do, but never do. So like that restaurant you always want to try, but you never go to, or act like, for example, ax throwing, like those activities that you're always like, Oh, I would love to do that. But you just never actually make a list or like plan it in your schedule. It's right. always just that I would love to do this, I'd love to do it. but there's the practicality to like doing it. Like when you get, you get so busy in your day that if you don't actually like write it down and say like I actually really would like to do this or like volunteer like Bobby you've recently gotten it like more into like volunteering and it's just like you just really need to kind of like put it into that like yes like I'm somehow hold it yourself accountable for me it's my calendar uh but for somebody else it might it might be something else mm -hmm. uh but I think like really including like, what do I want to do? <laughs> like, like what, what, what makes me happy? You know, what do I, what makes like, what's something I can look forward to as well. Looking forward to it is fun. Um, so John, like, what do you consider like part of your recreation? Like what, what is included in there for you? So I, I am not a planner. I can I can live with someone that plans and says this is what we're going to do and when we're going to do it. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, for me, I, I, I'm not that person. Yep. Uh, and and I'm not really active either. Mm-hmm. So I think that activity for me is sometimes not being active at all. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I really think that that's kind of purposeful. I mean, I which is okay. That time. And and I think yeah. that um, maybe even planning non-activity is a, as important as planning activity, especially yeah. in mindfulness. You know, meditation and that um, self-awareness is something that's very Eastern in its culture and not mm-hmm. very much taught in the West at all. As a matter of fact, it's mostly. I mean, the West is, you know, coffee and energy drinks and do more stuff. Right. And um, and I think that we need to learn to rest and mm-hmm. learn to uh, do things that are as relaxing as maybe they are active. Um, Absolutely. Like alone time. I, when, if yeah. you call me and ask me what I'm doing today and I say nothing, that doesn't mean I'm available to do something else. It means <laughs> that my plan is to do nothing. And, yeah. Uh, and, and that's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like letting the day unfold is something that I think is is good. Um, for me, like I have to block my schedule. If I don't block it, it fills. Right. I mean, like I run a, I run a business, Bobby does the same thing. Like patients will come in, like it's going to be full. So for me, like I have to like actively go in, block the schedule this time, this day, whatever it is, I'm not coming in. Um, and so there's like that practicality to like being able to block a schedule, but then that's what allows the unfolding of the day to happen of like, okay, like here's all of our options, but like, you know, we can plan it based on how we feel that morning. You know, if we feel like going for a hike, we go for a hike. If we want to sit and play outside, we sit and play outside. Um, and just like being open to where everybody is at that time, um, mentally, physically, I think is really important for being able to, like you said, like be mindful of like downtime. Like everybody knows in my house, Saturday morning playroom time, like we're not available. Like, no, like, don't mess with my Saturday morning playroom time. It just means like, like we wake up and we don't go anywhere and we don't do anything. And we're just present as a family. It's just, we, I just call it Saturday morning playroom time. Just like we have relaxed time at the end of the day. It just means like phones are off. We're not doing anything. It's just meant to be super present and aware and nothing ideally nothing gets scheduled in that sometimes obviously things happen but like you know for the most part like I'm super intentional about really making sure that that time is blocked for family then from there you know you you, you know we let it unfold um so so for my go ahead, go ahead John yeah um, I do like uh working in the yard I do like um working in the garden uh, I, I like I like flower gardening more than I do the vegetable gardening only because um, I feel that it's more productive for uh, nature. I love having the hummingbirds that are flowers. I love having the butterflies and, and the bees. And I like the looks uh, that it gives to our home. And, and that's what flowers are supposed to do. And mm-hmm. my vegetable garden usually sucks. And we don't, I mean, if we had, if we had to uh, survive from what we produce, we would die. And, and so- <laughs> Uh, that, that part's not as important to me. I, I do it uh, because I like working in the dirt. I like the connection to the earth. I um, I am barefoot as often as I can outside. I think that uh, those are healthy connections 
and um, and and so you know those activities I do like. I, I like being outside mm -hmm. um, most of the summer, even when it's hot here and humid. I, I spend a lot of time just outside, even if it's just sitting and you know smoking a cigar and enjoying mm -hmm. some quiet time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's well, isn't so. Uh, I love gardening. So I'm the, I, I do love gardening. I couldn't do it this last year. So I'm looking forward to doing it this year. Mm -hmm. um, just being outside though, I do find it like a nice sense of peace when I'm outside and just like sometimes just sitting out there, like hearing the wind blow and seeing people walk by is really, um, really peaceful. Uh, but for, I was gonna say for my recreational goals, I actually set like two different ones. So I have like my yearly ones, which are like, I want to volunteer, volunteer maybe like six times this year, you know, and those ones I leave more like for free. Like I try to plan those in a little bit because the year can go by so quickly. But then I also have, and this is not a, um, a calendar year. It goes from August 5th to August 4th. Um, three years ago, I lost my cousin and I was really, really struggling with her death. She was two months younger than me. It was unexpected. And so I had previously read the book Year of Yes, and it talks about how in life we always get to the point where we say we're too busy, we can't do this, we can't do this, and like how many opportunities or you're scared do you miss out on? And so that book always was in the back of my head. And then it's uh, written by Shonda Rhimes, which is who created uh, Grey's Anatomy. And it's a true story about her life and how her sister told her you never say yes to anything. And so one way I honor my cousin now is I say yes to like all the opportunities that scare me and all the opportunities, you know, you have a friend that's in town and they're like, Hey, like, you want to come have dinner with me? And you're like, Oh, I'm so tired. Da, da, da. And I like, I was like, yes, yes, I'll go. Cause like, I just that strong why of like, she can't say yes anymore. So I will, you know, and I have done so much in the past three years and it does not like my, not like a crazy schedule, but just like apple picking, for example, like I actually went apple picking, you know, I actually went snow tubing, like did the things that I always say I want to do. And now I kind of do them for her and for me, but she's like my why of like that real strong, like, yes, go do it, like make it happen. Cause I think so many times there's so much we want to do or experience or grow a garden or try this, but we're, we're scared. So mm -hmm. that has been like, so I kind of set two different recreational goals um, and both are kind of free, like just when we're looking like, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? I'll grab my, I call it a year of yes. And I grab my list of like, what do I want to say yes to this year? And I'm like, let's do this. Let's pick that, you know? That's very cool. That's very cool. What, uh, what kind of volunteering stuff do you like to do? So I love animals. So I like tried to like get in with rescues. The hard part about like rescues or shelters is they want you to like, go a certain amount of time each week or a certain amount of time each month. So that's a little challenging. I have found a few uh, volunteer opportunities through my church. Um, one, they do a, it's they it's basically kind of like a prom night, but for um, individuals with special needs. So like everyone from the church volunteers to give them their like really like special night where they come dressed up and they have one-on-one -on -one with someone and they just make it really, really special um, for them, which is, so I've done that, like helped with that, which is fun. Um, and I kind of was looking into like, uh, not a Meals on Wheels, but it's like for senior citizens, like dropping off food and making sure everyone's doing okay. So I've looked into stuff like that. Um, again, the hardest part I've found with volunteering is finding like single events that you can sign up for versus like reoccurring because my life just doesn't allow a 
a specific reoccurring every week or every month at this point. Right. Very good. Yeah. I think like um, just in, in general, like it, whatever like community is like, uh, there's like community centers around that you can always kind of reach out to. Sometimes they'll have things going on. Um, and I think it's like, it's kind of good when you're volunteering to um, just kind of know who is in your community and what is going on. Uh, Cause then it, it does kind of help with those like more like one offers when they just need like extra hands for an event versus something recurring. Um, and it does kind of connect you a little bit more to your community. Um, yeah. Like I'd say like ours is more like most of the stuff we do is like has is associated with school and um, with the kids just because, you know, they can always use extra hands. <laughs> it's like, there's so many kids running everywhere. I'm like, I don't know how you do this all the time. <laughs> I mean, they're cute, but there's a lot of them. Um, As I say, one thing I forgot I did find is um, transport for animals. Like they're, when they're trying to transfer them, yeah. Um, a lot of times for dogs, they'll try to get them out of one shelter to a foster or to a, um, so I do know of a transport here locally that they go from Tennessee up. And so I know it's every other Saturday and it's from like four to 5 PM or four thirty five 5 PM. So that one is one that I enjoy doing, um, mm-hmm. because I can just sign up when I can, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of like rescue transports that are needed all over the U S yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I love the challenge of like saying yes, because uh, I, I think we, we all we all get into that into that rut of oh, I'm tired. I don't I don't really want to, or you know I've got so much other stuff that I could do. Uh, and I always think of like I, I'm sure you all have heard the it's kind of a joke, not really a joke, but like you know there's this um, there's a flood and someone's standing on the roof of the house and they're like you know someone comes a boat comes to save them and then they're like oh no God's gonna save me you know don't oh. worry and then like you know the helicopter comes they're like come on jump in they're like no God's gonna save me and then you know they're in heaven and you know like they're like God you didn't save me like I sent you three people you know. <laughs> So I think mm-hmm. we kind of forget that like our human interaction is kind of our connected, how we're connected to each other, the universe, the, the greater, just the greater energy that surrounds us. And so just that one person saying, inviting you to dinner, you have no idea what you saying yes to them might mean. Like that might be exactly what you needed exactly what they needed exactly what both of you needed and you had no idea it was just because you said yes to the opportunity that it then opened up um that has happened to me so many times where I was like I had no idea that this was going to be so helpful and and it and it was and I would have never sought it out so just being I think and that's part of mindfulness of just being like open to the experience of walking through the day with intention and, um, and not having those like barriers and closed mindedness of this is exactly what's going to happen. This is exactly what the outcome is going to be. And I already know in advance, what you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's like kind of opposite of, of mindfulness. It's just like enter the room with openness and let the experience unravel. Um, and at least that's my perspective on, on walking in with, intention intention of being open even when it challenges you you're like oh okay ah that caught me off guard uh I, yeah I think, 
I think sometimes we're too, we say yes to the wrong things and no to the wrong, like we say yes too much to like work or um, obligations or this or that. We say yes to that real easy, but then we say no to the things that are sometimes really important, which is your friendships, your um, family, you know, like all of those connections through there. Community. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where you just, you take a pause. I mean, I've had a lot of pauses these last couple of weeks, lots of pauses <laughs> and like you take a pause and then it's like, okay, what, you know, either what decision do I need to make next? What, um, what feels right? What feels helpful? Uh, you know, and just being kind of as present as you can be to say, okay, how, what is the best way to move forward? You know, for me, like, you know, I've had to cancel patients multiple times, all complete days of patient care. Um, but it's like, it, that's what was required in order for me to handle, you know, what I needed personally and what my family needed. And so like, it's just like, sometimes you have to say no to obligation to say yes to some, some other part of your life, which is okay. Right. Like that's okay to do that. Um, and that's, you know, the world still turns. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's, I'll sometimes look and think like if I have two things and I will kind of think of it as, you know, if I'm laying there and today is my last day, when I look back, like, will they miss that note that I wrote? Or will I, will I remember more like the time I spent on writing something for work? Or will I remember the time with a friend, you know, obviously, obviously paying attention to make sure I'm getting my work done and stuff. But sometimes we just do too much. Like we, we overdo it. We don't have those boundaries. So that's one thing I kind of use is like, when I look back at life, like which one's going to mean more and mm -hmm. then making yeah. sure I, making sure I try to plan for that one. Yeah. One of the areas that I've been volunteering in over the past few years is uh, with our unsheltered community here in the Midwest, especially in the winter time and providing a crisis cold weather shelter at nights when the temperatures get below freezing. Um, this year I'm actually uh, paid staff at the shelter uh, where I've been volunteering in the past. And one of the things that I, I wanted to start doing and just have in the last couple of nights when the shelter has been open is asking the volunteers that come in and spend the entire night with me um, why they do it. Mm. So um, I, was, I was the one young woman that, that worked with me the first time that I asked, I uh, her answer was, I don't know. I just think it's important. Yeah. And, and I, I like that because that's kind of my answer. The, the truth is, I don't know why. I, I think it's important. Mm -hmm. And the second uh, person that I worked with is a little bit older, a college professor. And uh, her answer was pretty much the same. And, and what, what I liked about that was that they really feel that the work that they do is important for the people that they serve. And I think they could have just as easily answered with something about how it makes them feel. Mm -hmm. Because it does give us a sense of accomplishment or uh, a feeling that we've done something good, but that wasn't the reason. You know, that's kind of the perk or the benefit from volunteering is what it does for you. But the reason that they did it, and I think maybe the reason most people volunteer is because of the service aspect and what it does for somebody else. And there is that connection, uh, Jess, you talked about, uh, mm -hmm. that our, sometimes our connection to our creator is with other people, is with the mm -hmm. nature around us, is, is 
that whole mindfulness of um, in, in a lot of ways we are one. And, and that's mm -hmm. the thought behind the universal Christ of uh, Richard Rohr. Um, that's kind of uh, just a, a whole mindfulness kind of thing is that uh, we belong together and, and that we are connected. And so those decisions that we make, whether it's a yes or a no, um, have value and have an impact on the people around us and the world around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like just like not knowing is like, it's okay to say, I don't know. I mean, Absolutely. yeah, I've gotten more comfortable with saying that, <laughs> you know, cause you always want to have this like, you know, answer. And, and sometimes like, you're just like, I just know that this is right. And like, this is what needs to happen. I don't know why, but this is just, this is the only, the only way I can see that this situation is where I, I feel okay. And that's just based on values. And, you know, as long as like you're making decisions based on something that feels valuable to you, like intrinsically, like true deep hearted value versus like, like dislike, like if it truly like meets a core value, then it's just going to feel right. Even if you can't like completely articulate that. Um, yeah. And then that's how you just, you know, when you say yes, it's like, does that like resonate with my values or does it not? And if it does, then say yes. If it doesn't, maybe try saying no. That's called a boundary. Uh, <laughs> I'm, that's one of my goals is to continue to work on boundaries. It's something that is, uh, you know, it's tough, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so part of my goals are, you know, really making sure that like, I do want to have fun. I do want to have fun with my boys. Like I want to have adventures and things like that, but I also need to continue to work on myself on a daily basis to make sure that like I'm making decisions based on values and putting boundaries up where they need to be placed and then bringing them down where I can take them down and learning that that is just learning and growth. Like you just have to go through it of like, Oh, I should have put a boundary up there. I learned, I learned my lesson. Thank you. Um, that's okay. I can learn. I won't do that again. Um, and then you just keep going with it, right? You just keep going with it. And then that's, you know, for me, that's how, you know, spirituality, recreation, mindfulness is just a constant, it's just a constant journey. It never stops. You're always learning, growing, experiencing. Uh, but there's like, I think unless you really make it an intention, uh, it's pretty easy to just, you know, survive the day instead of enjoy the day. I mean, it's a very different way of looking at the day. And that's why this podcast is called Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. It's the same exact glass. It's the same glass. It's just how you look at that glass. Is it half full or half empty? Um, and then that changes your entire life. It really does. It changed, it's changed my life. Um, so I think Bobby can probably say the same thing. Um, I think John probably can resonate with that, with that statement a little bit with, you know, where he's gone in life. So, um, perfect. Well, we have had a wonderful time talking about goals this past month. I think it's just, it's so exciting to start a new year to like, think about like, it's just, it's always like fresh, invigorating. And like, how can we do that intentionally? 
And, and then, you know, we're going to grow into other topics throughout the year. So we're going into exercise next month. You know, we're physical <laughs> therapists. This is kind of our jam, uh, <laughs> but we're not going to be like, you must do it. You know, we're not like that. We're not finger pointers. We're not shooters. Uh, we just like to make things approachable, accessible, and remove as many barriers as we can uh, through knowledge and conversation. Uh, so we also have a membership. So if you're interested in joining, it's called Two Gals Insiders. Check out the website. It'll be linked below to dashgals.com if you have any interest. And we're going to be having some courses that are coming out as well in case you actually want to learn some real stuff. Uh, it's us that teach it. So we're pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so um, anyway, stay tuned for next month.